Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And this is the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson and Luke McCarty, artofmoneyradio.com for more information on the McPherson Financial Group or to schedule that initial complimentary consultation. We appreciate you listening. Now, let's get to the show. Esther George, the outgoing president of the Kansas City Fed, believes another economic shock could push the country into a recession. Yet, she's in favor of keeping interest rates higher into 2024 to get inflation under control. I think the economy is vulnerable when you begin to be in a rising rate environment. And we see a global outlook that poses certain risk to the U.S. as we look at that. I understand in a rising rate environment why people are very attuned to this issue of Demand coming down. But we continue to see a very tight labor market. We continue to see persistence around inflation that I think is going to require our attention. Art McPherson, Luke McCarty, you hear these outlooks. What are you telling your clients and what's your take? I tend to agree with her. I don't think there's a reason right now for the Fed to, you know, cut rates. You know, there, there is a potential for the Fed to pause and see what they did last year, see how that plays out. But right now she's right. The labor market is really strong. Unemployment went down last month, and so we'll see how the unemployment factors into it. But when unemployment is historically low, you know, you can jump, you can go across the street is what I call it and get a 15, 20% raise, right? If there's a lot of job openings, you're not going to get that raise. So there's still some pressures on increasing wages, which is going to have a lasting effect on inflation, which is their main goal. And I don't know her specifically, but in 2005, I applied for an internship at the Kansas City Federal Reserve, and they did not get back with me. (laughs) But had I been there now, hopefully some of the tools in the ship would have said, we're going to have inflation if we print $4 trillion. (laughs) Everything would have been under control had they just returned a phone call. Had they just returned a cover letter, an email, and a phone call from, uh, what was it, 2005. (laughs) Well, I'm glad they didn't because you're here now. I'm glad they didn't either. <laughs> I'd, be in a, I'd be in a mess of bureaucracy and trying to hide behind um, printing money doesn't cause inflation agendas. <laughs> <laughs> so, Art McPherson, what's your take on that, keeping interest rates higher into 2024? Well, the Fed's guidance has changed a little bit. So by the end of last year, they had basically kind of said we're at the peak of raising. They've changed that a little bit this year. They said they may raise up to 5.1. The market doesn't anticipate that. The market sees another 25 basis points in in the transactions for this year. But pretty much the guidance from the Fed or the market, everybody has them kind of raising a quarter, maybe 75 basis points, and then being steady throughout the rest of the year. So I think most likely we're not going to see any cuts until 2024. Uh, The problem would be is if they do raise the full up to 5.1, three quarters of a percent, it could cause more pain. So the Fed by doing that can hit the bond markets a little bit, can also hit the stock market some more, and then continue to slow things down, which could cause us to go into a full recession. Mm -hmm. Um, And then all of a sudden you start having large job losses and other things, and then it's going to have to accelerate their plans to try to cut rates in the future. So they they had to play a real kind of careful game here. So I think what they've already done, they should kind of stay put. I think we're already seeing signs, but who knows what the Fed will do. They always have changes to their guidance, but I would hope to see them just kind of pause for a while and not raise rates. So Luke McCarty, we're a couple of weeks into the new year. We know the biggest question you always get from new clients is, will I have enough money in retirement? But into the new year, are people talking to you about a possible recession? Is it the interest rates, inflation? What's on the community's mind? Yeah, people are asking a ton of questions. It seems like the you know the consumer in general is is really nervous, really scared, right? Depending what news channel you watch, you're scared of something. 
Um, you know, we have the Russia-Ukraine situation. There's all always the talk of, or, you know, most recently China-Taiwan. Then you have the Fed. Then you have all these inverted yield curves from last year. You have a, a president who's not very popular. You, know, you have a lot of different changes to the political scene. And it feels like it's just very heightened right now. So a lot of people are concerned. And some of the things we put into place in their portfolios have helped protect them during these times and will continue to protect them, you know, as well as, you know, as of recent, right, cash and safe assets are paying more than they have in the last probably 10 to 15 years. So there are places to hide if you are one of those scared people. There's no need to be scared. <laughs> you know, as Luke just said, he has in place ways to protect your assets. Take advantage of that from the team of the McPherson Financial Group. 321-425-8550. Let's protect your assets and even build retirement income. It's that complimentary income plan from Art McPherson. Going to sit down with you, customize a plan, or make adjustments as needed. And if you have that 500000 save for retirement, that initial consultation, no cost, no obligation to you. 321 425 8550. And Art McPherson, Luke McCarty, I saw an article that talked about an upcoming recession, but it could be a rich session. That's how the Wall Street Journal describes a recession that could affect higher earners more than those in blue collar industries. I mean, doesn't everybody get hit by a recession and not a rich session? <laughs> I think they're probably talking about borrowing costs. You know, so when you go to borrow for big ticket type items, and you're trying to borrow to build a plant or equipment. Uh, I think that's what they're meaning. Rates being much, much higher than they were a year ago uh, for cost of lending, big project type lending, it gets kind of shared throughout that curve. Because if you want to do a $20 million project or a $100 million project now, instead of it being around 3% to do a project like that, you're talking 6 7%. Um, I have a client where I was just talking to this week, and he's trying to do kind of a small scale project. But for him, it's a huge project. It's about a $4 million loan. And his borrowing costs on a $4 million loan are up about 100% from last year. So, you know, those kind of items, and he's in the construction business, and he's going to be building about 16 different homes. But to get the whole development done, he needs about a $4 million loan to start the project or get it to the point where he can sell each unit. But um, that, that has a big change to the bottom line, you know, mm -hmm. so... Those are the type of things I think that are playing out. So when you hear rich session, it's not just the top 1%. It's about people who need to borrow as well. It's capital, right? So the cost of capital. Um, we've seen some projects. One of the things that Luke and I do a lot of times is we look for bond alternatives. Well, we were doing some preferred stocks and we we're doing all kinds of different programs that would use debt as a leveraging tool. A lot of those programs ended last year on us because of the cost of borrowing. So as borrowing increases in cost, it makes things that worked not work as well or you got to redo your pricing sheet because it's now gotten a lot more expensive just as a practical example um, not a big project you know we're talking millions and or hundreds of millions of dollars on these big projects but something simple as buying a home you know last year I was running the numbers for a couple they're trying to buy a five hundred thousand dollar home and they put their 20% down and they did their escrow for insurance and all that um, it was about twenty eight hundred dollars a month by the time they were ready to move, which was July of last year, um, that payment had jumped up to $4,400 a month. And it was strictly the cost of interest, you know, because it went from 3.5% in December to about 6.5% in July. And that's the importance of having a plan. Let the team of the McPherson Financial Group, let them customize a plan to fit your needs. No cost, no obligation to you. 321 
425-8550. And the current low tax landscape is due to change in 2026 when the tax cuts in the Job Act, well, that's going to sunset. So that means ordinary taxes rates, they're going to increase to what they were back in 2017. And the estate tax exemption is going to be cut in half, plus the element of divided Congress. So these are all good examples as to why we need such a good tax plan sooner than later. And Luke McCarty, as y'all say, Tax planning isn't just around April, it's all year round. Yeah, it's all year round. I mean, we are already starting 2023 tax plans. When we meet with new potential clients and have conversations, you know, we ask them about their personal tax plan and how it may make more sense to pay more taxes or at least have more taxable income now through 2026. You know, with a divided government, it essentially means they're not going to get tax reform done. They're not going to probably get much done because, you know, Republicans are going to do this and, you know, the Senate's going to do that and Biden's going to do what he does. And so there's not a lot that's probably going to change when it comes to a big tax reform. So this, you know, instills more in our mind that, hey, we have a window of the Trump tax cuts through 2026 and we need to take advantage of those. And every situation is unique. Every client, you know, is unique in their in their situations from their age to their standard deduction to their income to their expenses. And so every person we have, every client we have here is doing something a little bit different, but around the same IRS rules. Yeah. And the reason Luke says that at the beginning, you know, we have a very divided government. So if it's passed in the House, that's one thing. But the Senate also has to pass it before it comes law. So you've got a split in the Senate right now, about a 50 50. So you have to do some arm twisting to get a couple of Democrats to go your way if you're a Republican legislation. And I've never seen in the last, you know, 15, 20 years, really any Democrats go towards the Republican side. So very unlikely, possible, but very unlikely in our current environment. Or you're saying there's going to be fighting between Republicans and Democrats in Congress. What I'm saying is you're going to see the Republicans pass a lot in the House that it just sits there because it's not going to get passed in the Senate side. All right. Now, listen, uh, we're a bunch of old married men right here. Cardi B. If I were to say Cardi B, could you name any of her songs? I know her name. You know her name. Luke, you seem like a big Cardi fan. Yes. Ah, there we go. We've got the millennial. He knows. There, there it is. He knows. She's a they great. Are not, they're not radio friendly. No. no. Nor are the lyrics. No. Um, nor are they kid friendly. No. No. So that is not played in Luke's house. <laughs> no. Is there a kid's bop version of Cardi B? Listen. It's called radio version. <laughs> no, but she has. So the there's a, a sing two. There's sing one and sing two. The, mm-hmm. the kids musical mm-hmm. where it's like cartoon. They have Cardi B songs in there and it's pretty funny. No way. Yeah, one of the... But it's definitely... Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not the G-rated. Dirty, it's, not, it's not the dirty version. <laughs> it's yeah. an R-rated kids cartoon. <laughs> yes. Look, so Car- Cardi B's branching out. She's now the voice of a cartoon. <laughs> so she's a Grammy-winning rapper whose net worth is $62 million. And I'll give her credit. She's very cost-conscious, especially when it comes to what inflation has done to her grocery prices, of all things. You're going to go broke soon because y'all not budgeting. I get a summary of the money that's being spent in my home every week. So when I'm starting to see they're like groceries, it's like everything tripled up. They're like lettuce was like $2 a couple of months ago. And now it's like seven. Of course, I'm going to say something because if I think that is crazy, I could only imagine what middle class people. So, yes, I'm going to say something. So 
full disclosure, that clip was 22 seconds, originally about 45. We had to cut out a lot of the language. <laughs> and then you beeped yes. out the last Still two that you couldn't cut out. Yeah, there's some, was, the edits just wouldn't work. It was funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, that's Cardi B right there. I know that voice. Look, I'll give her credit, though, because how many times do you hear about superstars, athletes, the Mike Tysons of the world, the MC Hammers of the world, the Tony Brown, all these celebrities that lose all of their wealth. I'll give her credit, though. At least she has a handle on her financial situation. So if the ultimate rich, she's worth $62 million. If they're worried about it, how can you help us that don't quite have that much net worth? Well, it just goes to show that everybody sees it. You know, when you go to the grocery store and just like she said, a head of lettuce was $2 and now it's $7. She's like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. You know, and that permeates everything. Of course, it hits somebody who's on a fixed income much harder than her because she has the ability to go out there and make new albums and new records and have new income. And when you say that she's worth $60 million, that's basically the net worth of all her assets. So that means she has a, a high enough income to have those kind of assets already. So Cardi B is not hurting by any means, but it also means she's a smart lady because she hasn't spent all that income. She's actually accumulating things of value. So she's doing a good job with her money and she's actually investing it and buying properties and things along those lines. So it's pretty amazing the type of wealth that can be made in something like a celebrity status for playing a game like football yeah. or singing music. But it, when you think about it, it makes sense because we all love watching football and we all love listening to music. So mm -hmm. even if you're in a specific segment, you can make a tremendous amount of money by creating value out there that we, on something we want to take part in. Luke McCarty, if you find you're working with somebody who comes into a massive amount of wealth, it could be an inheritance or a lottery or maybe just a job that pays very well. Do you find it hard keeping people on a budget or creating a budget for someone who's never had to experience that? It is. And so a lot of times what we do is if something like that happens to you or, you know, you, you win a sum of money or you, you, know, you come onto an, an inheritance or just, just new cash flow, right? We always kind of say, hey, we, we are human too, right? Art and I are human, right? You should take some of this money and do something fun with it or else you're going to do something fun with all of it. So you kind of take that, that initial lump sum and, you know, do something with a little bit of it, but then create a plan for the rest. And, you know, for, for most of us, you know, when it comes down to, you know, a sum of money or an increase in wages, right? If you get a three or 4% increase in your W2, right? Take one or 2% for yourself and the other one or two go back into the 401k. So you just have to have a plan that's attainable here sitting here. If you come into our office and Art and I say, Hey, you need to save every penny you own. Well, you're not going to come back. That's not fun. That's not life. That's mm. not living. Mm. So um, it, it is very interesting to revert back to Cardi B, who's worth $60 million and complaining about lettuce, <laughs> um, as I complain about milk and what's the, the new recent craze is, oh, is eggs. eggs yeah. right? Eggs are getting crazy. But I still do, you know, Walmart delivery, delivers groceries, $100 a year, no delivery fee. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to go to the grocery stores, but it, it just shows up, but it's still expensive. <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny story about chickens. So literally, Luke and I are having our weekly meeting on our portfolio management. And literally, my wife comes in talking about free range chickens. And he looks at me after she leaves. He goes, you're not going to let Julie have chickens in your backyard, are you? I said, heck no. That's another hour of my life gone, plus another five animals that I have to take to a vet. And when they get out, the dogs are going to just destroy them. I go, no. I got five dogs in the house. I do not need chickens or a chicken coop in the backyard. No way. So when do the chickens get delivered, Art? 
No. <laughs> They're on the way. They're no, the way. Marcus. There's a new tractor supply right here by the office. Yeah. There is. I don't know when the chickens are there. Stop. <laughs> Right but when they now. are, both gonna, of you, I'm going to be sending Julie a video yeah. of these cute little chickens. Oh. Little chicks. Think how much money oh, you're going to save on eggs, R. McPherson. Farm fresh eggs every morning for breakfast. And how much do I spend for the chicken coop? It doesn't. And how much do I spend on the chickens to get them all it, their It pays germs for itself. It pays for itself. It's just a 15-year break even. Thank you. <laughs> and think about, they're in the Super Bowl, those chicken wings that we can have. Farm fresh, straight out of your backyard. Chicken oh. wings. It pays for itself, Art McVeigh. What Julie wants, Julie gets. 321-425-8550. The importance of having that plan and putting a budget together. That's the team at the McPherson Financial Group. They want to help you create that income plan. No cost, no obligation to you. Again, 321 425 8515. Speaking of income, we've talked before how annuities offer a steady stream of guaranteed income in retirement. But what about mortality credits? Now, it doesn't sound positive, but I want you to hear this clip from advisor Dana Anspach, who tells Morningstar. Our mortality credit is simply pooling of your money with a lot of other people. And when we look at the large numbers, some of those people are going to live long and some aren't. And so that can allow you to get more income if you are one of the long lived ones. And so when you look at the internal rate of return on an annuity, you can map that out over time and the longer you live, the higher the internal rate of return that you would receive. So a mortality credit is just an annuity. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's internal inside the annuity. So these are the annuities where you annuitize, where you give the insurance company a lump sum of money and you need to outlive the income stream or you did the wrong thing, right? So the insurance company is assuming some of us are going to die before our life expectancy. And those in that scenario are going to help pay for those who live longer. So we do not like those types of annuities here at McPherson Financial Group. If you remember the first SECURE Act, right, Mark Bernard last week was talking about SECURE Act 2.0, but the first one, it added in a component to your 401k that has an annuity inside of it. So you can, at retirement, take your whole 401k, don't do it, you can take your whole 401k and put it into this annuity and get a guaranteed income stream for the rest of your life, for the rest of you and your spouse's life, but if you die, or should I say when you die, it's gone. So we don't like those types of annuities because if when you pass away, there's nothing left. And so we try to avoid those types. Yeah, we'd much rather use an annuity mark that had an income rider or a guaranteed income stream where you know, like we can still do the same thing. We can calculate a payout factor for everybody at when we turn on those income streams and know how long that's going to last. Um, they're guaranteed for life. But anything that's left in the annuity itself goes to your kids and your grandkids. Um, it's an inheritance legacy. So you can protect yourself from crazy market volatility or bad economic swings where that doesn't have any impact on your retirement income. But then you also have something going to your loved ones when you're no longer here. For an example of, you know, Art was talking about kind of a, a product with a roll up or guaranteed income. You know, right now, what's really good in the market are products like that that have you know, the guarantee of the income stream. And so we're using one that has an 8% roll up. So every year you're guaranteed for your income rider to grow by 8%. And it has a really high payout, you know, in your 60s and early 70s, where, you know, for an example, I did for a client last week, um, if you take 250,000 and put it into that, right, 8%, it's going to double in nine years. So that makes your 250 now 500 when it comes from an income standpoint. And if you take that 500, and you multiply it by what their payout factor was, just under 7%, 
their guaranteed income of about $35,000 a year for the rest of their life. And if the original principal, which can still grow, right, while it's in accumulation mode, can still grow, if there's any remaining principal left after their life, so those mortality credits, so right, if you die with money left, your kids get it or your spouse gets it, not the insurance company. Those are the types we like to use here. Guarantee a portion of your income, and if you don't spend it all or don't use it all, somebody else in your family or your charity or whomever is going to receive it. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A1 74725. Today's show has been a work of art.